Taran wanted to make a sword, but Carl, charged with the practical side of his education, decided on horseshoes. And so it had been horseshoes all morning long. Taran's arms ached, soot blackened his face. At last he dropped the hammer and turned to Carl, who was watching him critically. Why? Taran cried. Why must it be horseshoes? As if we had any horses! Carl was stout and round, and his great bald head glowed bright pink. Lucky for the horses, was all he said, glancing at Taran's handiwork. I could do better at making a sword, Taran protested. I know I could! And before Carl could answer, he snatched the tongs, flung a strip of red-hot iron to the anvil, and began hammering away as fast as he could. Wait! Wait! cried Carl. That is not the way to go after it! Heedless of Carl, unable even to hear him above the din, Taran pounded harder than ever. Sparks sprayed the air. But the more he pounded, the more the metal twisted and buckled, until, finally, the iron sprang from the tongs and fell to the ground. Taran stared in dismay. With the tongs, he picked up the bent iron and examined it. Not quite the blade for a hero, Carl remarked. It's ruined, Taran glumly agreed. It looks like a sick snake, he added ruefully. As I tried telling you, said Carl, you had it all wrong. You must hold the tongs, so... When you strike, the strength must flow from your shoulder and your wrist be loose. You can hear it when you do it right. There's a kind of music in it. Besides, he added, this is not the metal for weapons. Carl returned the crooked half-formed blade to the furnace, where it lost its shape entirely. I wish I might have my own sword, Taran sighed, and you would teach me sword fighting. Wished cried Carl. Why should you want to know that? We have no battles at Caer Dalban. We have no horses either, objected Taran, but we're making horseshoes. Get on with you, said Carl, unmoved. That is for practice. And so would this be, Taran urged. Come, teach me the sword fighting. You must know the art. Carl's shining head glowed even brighter. A trace of a smile appeared on his face, as though he was savouring something pleasant. True, he said quietly, I have held a sword once or twice in my day. Teach me now, pleaded Taran. He seized a poker and brandished it, slashing at the air and dancing back and forth over the hard-packed earthen floor. See, he called, I know most of it already. Hold your hand, chuckled Carl. If you were to come against me like that, with all your posing and bouncing, I should have you chopped into bits by this time. He hesitated a moment. Look, you, he said quickly, at least you should know there is a right way and a wrong way to go about it. He picked up another poker. Here now, he ordered, with a sooty wink. Stand like a man. Taran brought up his poker. While Carl shouted instructions, they set to parrying and thrusting, with much banging, clanking, and commotion. For a moment, Taran was sure he had the better of Carl, but the old man spun away with amazing lightness of foot. Now it was Taran who strove desperately to ward off Carl's blows. Abruptly, Carl stopped. So did Taran, his poker poised in mid-air. 
In the doorway of the forge stood the tall, bent figure of Dalban.